Hey, you're listening to Just Say the Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice. I'm pretty excited to record today's episode because we made it to the big number 10. A lot of podcasts fizzle out, wither and die by episode 10, and I still got a lot of ideas and a lot of episodes in the works, so it's something to celebrate. I've also got some pretty fun interviews lined up, so stick around for those. That was just a little side note. Now I wanted to jump right into today's story. One of the questions my husband and I field most often about our relationship is, do you guys always talk to each other like that? And no, I don't mean people are asking if we always bicker or baby talk each other or any of that nonsense. They're asking if I always speak to my husband in English and if he always speaks to me in Spanish. And the answer, to the surprise of many, is yes. When my husband and I met, I was a waitress and he was a cook. It was a true romance, I know. And I only had a handful of Spanish words in my vocabulary. You know, the stuff they teach you when you're a kid, like numbers and colors, family members, things like that. And while my husband knew slightly more English than I knew Spanish, we were by no means speaking the same language when we met. So the next question people ask as a follow-up is, So how did this happen? How did you end up in a relationship if you didn't even speak the same language? And still, 10 years later, I don't have a great answer for this. So that's what I wanna talk about today because I have thought about it and I want to explore it a little bit more. It's important to note that my husband did know enough English words to be able to translate little bits of what he was saying to me. So that helped me piece things together. But of course, it was still a challenge with all of those holes in our communications. There are a lot of words that we get stuck on. For example, he would ask me, ¿Entiendes? What I kept hearing was, ¿Tienda? In reality, he was asking, do you understand? And clearly not understanding, I thought he wanted to go to the store. ¿Tienda means store? ¿Entiendes means do you understand me? It was a mess. There were a lot of moments like this and entire conversations that took place around one word. But the cool thing about it was it forces you to really pay attention and be present in the conversation. It also made me think more deeply about the intention behind words because I really had to think about the definition and how they were being leveraged. If you've learned a second or third or a fourth language, you know exactly what I mean. Learning another language really makes you think about communication on a much deeper level and in a whole new light. The other cool thing about this is that we both learned second languages pretty fluently. Technically, this could be a third language for me since I took a lot of French in college, but now Spanish has pretty much taken over and my French is almost completely gone, so I don't really count it. There were also some really funny moments, like when I was telling his aunt that something was made out of mierda, which means shit, and what I really meant was madera, which means wood. 
So, of course, miscommunications do happen. And while, yes, some of these were funny, miscommunications can also lead to frustration and anger and arguing. So I'd say that on top of the challenges that anyone faces in a relationship over time, my husband and I had the additional challenge of very real language barriers. In the field of communications, a lack of communication or a failure to exchange information is called a communication breakdown. When people see the title of this episode, Breakdown, they're probably going to think I'm talking about a mental breakdown or a midlife crisis, which knock on Madeira, is not the case. But my husband and I did have several communication breakdowns, and sometimes we still do because even after 10 years, we come up against words we don't know or expressions that are steeped in culture that neither of us get the first time we hear it. Because that's the other thing about communication. It's not just about words. It's tied to history and upbringing and all sorts of other things. So back to the original question. How did my husband and I end up as an item when we do have these language barriers? And what's more, have we lasted all this time through so many communication breakdowns? I think the answer boils down to a few things. Patience, a willingness to learn, being an active listener, and the fact that not all communication is verbal. And in our case, one other thing, Love is important in all of this, too. You know what they say, the best way to learn a language is through immersion. Think about it. When you're a baby, you learn an entire language simply by being immersed in it. Nobody has you diagramming sentences or doing vocabulary tests when you're six months old. But you begin learning words and associations simply by hearing or seeing others use them. So before my husband and I were dating, and he would compliment me, for example, I could tell it was a compliment by his nonverbal communication. The look in his eyes, the tone of his voice, his body language, all of these things helped clue me into his intentions. And just like kids, when we hear conversations in a language we don't speak, we can still pick up on some of the intended meaning if we're paying attention to what the speaker is looking at, pointing at, whether they're laughing, whether they're avoiding eye contact, the list goes on and on. I'm sure you've been in a situation, probably in junior high, where you felt like people were talking about you, even though you couldn't hear them. It was apparent by the sideways glances, the hushed tones, maybe stifled giggles. So there's a lot of reading between the lines we can do, even if we don't understand the words exactly. But beware of making assumptions, of course, because that's another way that communication can break down. They might not be saying anything bad about you. Maybe they really like your shoes, but they're too shy to tell you. Technology now makes translation so much easier. Google Translate on my phone is pretty accurate, and a lot of social media apps have an option to translate right there on the post. So that's helped as well but it wasn't like that in the beginning. Okay, so you might be wondering, what does all of this have to do with you if your partner doesn't speak a different language? This isn't a romance podcast, right? And if you don't find yourself in situations where we're speaking different languages than those around you, who cares? Here's why it matters. Communication is central to everything that you do in business. We don't have to be talking about, you know, foreign languages here. And breakdowns do happen between people who speak the same language 
all the time. In business and in personal relationships, as well as other areas in your life, clear communication is critical. Breakdowns in communication can lead to arguments, bad negotiations, poor relationships, misunderstandings, and all sorts of other problems. Can you imagine some of the ways that these problems play out? Maybe billing your client three times what he thought he was going to pay. Letting your assistant spend the weekend stressing about what you really want her to focus on. Being on bad terms with your bestie because you told them you thought they were quite good, which to Americans means really good, but to Brits, like your friend, it means really not very good. So let's get back to my earlier list of what it takes to avoid communication breakdowns and to be a better, more effective communicator. Patience, a willingness to learn, active listening, paying attention to nonverbal cues, and caring about what the other person has to say. Now, it may not be love when it comes to a client or the cable guy, but you still have to care. I can't tell you how to be patient or to be willing to learn. Those are things that you just need to be aware of during your communications and be really mindful of. I also can't force you to care, but know that the more you care about hearing someone else's ideas, point of view, argument, whatever it may be, the better the outcome of your communications. So let's talk about the two things I can help you develop, active listening and recognizing nonverbal cues. When you're speaking to a prospect or a client, for example, you must be completely focused on the conversation at hand. More than that, you need to be hearing, truly hearing what others are saying. In Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness, that's kind of a tongue twister, she talks about her bad habit of preparing her counter argument while someone else is still speaking so that she's ready with her retort as soon as the other person closes their mouth. That's not active listening, right? You cannot be actively listening if your mind is elsewhere, even if it's on the conversation, but what your side of the conversation looks like. It's important to get comfortable with pauses or silences when you're speaking with leads or clients or anyone, really. It's okay to say things like, hmm, let me think about that for a minute. Or, I see what you're saying, and I'm making a note of it, but we might have to come back to this after I've spent some time with it. Sure, maybe your client wants an answer right now. I say get better clients if that's the case, but that's beside the point. In the long run, they're going to be so much happier when you come up with a great solution instead of a band-aid that doesn't really fix the issue. You're just telling them what they want to hear, even if it doesn't end up working. Or worse, saying something that you regret because you jumped to conclusions or responded in a reactionary way. Listening means slowing down, putting your full attention on the speaker, and being okay with silence. You may admire people who always have an answer or can respond to anything in a rapid-fire manner, but that's not always the best way to communicate. Of course, if you've been actively listening and you do have the answer, you know exactly what you want to say, then say it. All I'm saying is don't be formulating a defense or an argument or any other kind of response while the other person is still speaking. This kind of active listening can help you avoid some serious communication breakdowns. 
The other thing I mentioned that I want to dive into a bit is paying attention to nonverbal cues. If you're speaking with someone in person, these can be pretty easy to read. Facial expressions, for example, a smile versus a furrowed brow, um, sweating, avoiding eye contact, shaking, these can also be clues about the mood or the mindset of the person you're communicating with. Of course, they're not always hard evidence because avoiding eye contact may be due to extreme shyness or something like autism. But usually, if you're really paying attention, facial expressions and body language can tell you so much. And speaking of body language, you might pay attention to someone's posture, how they're sitting, for example, or whether their arms are folded across their chest, things like that. Body language is huge. So even someone who's hard of hearing can often tell the mood of a conversation simply by observing facial expressions and body language. Those who are blind or visually impaired can listen to more than just words. They can listen to the tone, whether a voice is shaky or out of breath, whether someone's smiling when they speak, which is why it's recommended that customer service representatives and salespeople smile when they are having a communications exchange with prospects and customers over the phone. So you can start to see how communication happens in so many different ways beyond just vocabulary or a shared verbal language. This is how my husband and I managed to converse even when we didn't fluently speak one another's language. And even though you may not have this particular challenge, you may have others. And you can take these same ideas and apply them to your own communications to avoid breakdowns and be a better, more effective communicator. So if you think that mastering communications is only something that writers and speakers need to focus on, you're dead wrong. Better communications can improve your client relationships, can make you a better salesperson, it can snag you more customers, and it can improve all the relationships in your life, really, from employers and employees to coworkers and friends and loved ones. Becoming a better communicator is something I've spent years working on and something that I continue to work on every single day. So do you think that focusing on your communications can improve your life or business in some significant way? Hint, the answer is yes. And what is one thing you can start doing today to make you a better, more effective communicator? As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts, so reach out to me on social media or via email. How to get in touch with me is coming right up. Thanks for spending these past 15 or 20 minutes with me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.candidlyerin.com or justsaythewordpodcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at candidlyerin. And make sure to use the hashtag Just Say the Word in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember, your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story and the world should hear yours.